1: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.
2: I'll get to the latest breaking news in Philadelphia and Philadelphia police officers' efforts to solve so many violent crimes, killings across the city. But there's sad news This morning, Loretta Lynn, coal miner's daughter, country music queen, has died. So Loretta Lynn, the Kentucky coal miner's daughter, whose songs about life and love as a woman in Appalachia uh, pulled her out of poverty, made her a pillar of country music. She has died. She was 90 years young. This confirmation from her family in a statement um, from the family, she has died at her home in Hurricane Mills, Tennessee. So Loretta Lynn, she already had four children before launching her career in the early '60s, and her songs reflecting her pride in her rural Kentucky background, and um, you know just a just a sweetheart, and known for her incredible work ethic. So I know that's gone viral, and I wanted to to mention it to you. And of course that movie, who was it, Sissy Spacek? I think movie, Coal Miner's Daughter. You Ain't Woman Enough, The Pill, Don't Come Home on Drinking, Lovin' on Your Mind, all of her great songs. So. A lot of tributes to Loretta Lynn, uh, queen of country music, and she lived till 90 and has passed away. Let's get to Philadelphia as we look at 409. That's the number this morning, and continuing with so many people in critical condition, stabilized across our hospitals, and some of you as medical professionals have called in and have told us about what it's like a day in your life, you go to work and you don't prepare for the if there's a shooting, it's when. And so that's it's a tragic place to be. There was this brazen carjacking caught on surveillance camera at the Sunoco gas station on Wissahickon Ave in the Germantown section of Philadelphia. It happened over the weekends, but um, I go to I go to the Sunoco, so maybe I don't know. It's like I'm always looking for the Sunoco and I have the app. Do we have sound of this one, Anthony, by chance? I know we have the West Philadelphia audio that we'll bring you momentarily, but that's okay. I'll tell you what it shows. The video, you see these four armed guys that jump out of this white van that was parked at the pumps. It was Saturday night. Now, they're holding handguns. I mean, it looks like a movie scene, and there were even people in the area saying, at first they thought, like, is this, you know, how sometimes we, we shoot a lot of movies in and around the area? Couldn't believe it. But they're holding handguns and rifles, pointing them at a guy who's, I guess, just pumped his gas trying to get into his car behind the van there. So one of the men jumps on the roof of the car, points the gun at the driver. And people just saying, oh, you know, OMG, this is surreal. So men chase the driver now into, inside the gas station because the guy's running for cover. And the men can be seen pointing their guns inside as the customers obviously run for cover, terrified. And, you know, there are a lot of people inside speaking out about this. The video is unbelievable if you haven't seen it. I am I looked at it. I think pretty much everybody has it. NBC10, or sister station, 6ABC I know had it, Fox 29. But obviously this is the latest kind of carjacking we're seeing as police are dealing with this huge increase in carjackings, more than double what it was a year ago throughout the Philadelphia region. And this is impacting, yes, the suburbs as, as well. but. I think we're at something like at least uh, 1,010, 1,015. I have to update those latest stats. It, it's, it's mind-boggling. Truly, it's mind-boggling. So Anthony pulled another report that I want to bring you the latest on. And this is what's going on in West Philadelphia. Um, one, one family, and, and this is the trend that Philadelphia police have spoken out about, these trends where it's not even just one person in a vehicle. But now with back-to-school time, it means you have a family or you have a, a parent or two on their way to work. They're dropping off the kids to their schools. And so because remember in Philadelphia, we're having all of these school bus shortages happening. So they're offering credits to you to say, can you get your own kids to school? And this amid SEPTA now cutting back on some of its roots. And they're calling it, they, they're they trying to say that this is a good thing, but Unless, of course, it's cutting back on your service. But listen in. Here's a roundup from our sister station, NBC10, on what's going on in West Philadelphia. How you leave them
3: kids sitting there like that. Don't even come back to check to see if anybody's okay or nothing
4: like that. Home from the hospital for the first time today but not satisfied, he made the trip without his five-year-old niece. Shahid Richberg is confined to a wheelchair for now. Police say a driver ran him over his two young nieces and a one-year-old nephew in a stroller a month ago in West Philadelphia. My life flipped
3: upside down, not only for me, for my mom, my girl, my kids, everybody that's in my family, like everything just changed
4: just like that.
5: And we're praying for divinity as she regains her own abilities to breathe.
4: Family gathered inside a home for a quick prayer. They are urging anyone who knows this man, 53-year-old Andre Schuford, to turn him in. Investigators released these photos today. They believe he's the driver who hit the family and took off near 56th and Vine. Young Divinity remains in critical condition while her three-year-old sister is home recovering.
3: She's not able to speak yet, but she is opening her eyes and that's a lot of progress so far. She's able to move her body, like when we touch her, she moves.
4: At first we saw surveillance video of the driver walking around a hardware store. Police now have an ID. Richburg tells NBC 10 he has about a year of recovery before he can walk normally again. He's begging you to take a close look at these photos.
3: I don't want no street justice, I want, the, I want judicial justice. Because I want him to answer for what he's done. And I'm saying, I want him to do some time.
2: And you heard that last comment, I want him to do some time. Now, this is why the, the latest move by Governor Tom Wolfe vetoing that legislation that I told you about, it, you know, it's critical. That's why the Fetterman camp, um, the Fetterman, who's lieutenant governor running for, of course, wants to be your next United States senator of Pennsylvania. That's why they know that they lose on the crime issue, because families and, and residents, parents, grandparents across our region in Philadelphia are dealing with this. Whether you're dealing with the fear, whether you've, your, whether you personally have been the victim of a crime, uh, it's a scary time. And to hear somebody do anything other than say we're going to stop this and we're going to be tough on criminals, especially violent predators, it's it's uh, it's crazy, is what it is. And it's it's just a matter of not listening, L- not listening to people, and not feeling their pain, at least. Remember back in the day, former President Bill Clinton said, I feel your pain. Well, I don't think our leaders are really feeling our pain for sure. (sighs) There's another developing story this morning. Witnesses running to help a shooting victim who got out of a car in the Ogon section of Philadelphia. Happened early this morning. People at the intersection there, Ogon's and Stenton Avenues, they see a guy get out of a Buick uh, sedan with a gunshot wound to his neck. So they ran into the crown fried chicken takeout restaurant right there to get some napkins just to try to stop the bleeding. These are just good Samaritans called 911 and police, uh, ultimately first responders, got the man to Einstein Medical Center where he tragically later died. Police aren't sure where the original shooting took place. So there's a trail of blood, they say, from his Buick um, that remains at the scene. And the victim had no ID on him, but is believed to be in his 20s. So what happened? So now police tracking this one as well. But no identification. Who owns that Buick? Was he in a car that is not his? So many questions. Does this involve yet another carjacking? But we just reached 410 homicides in Philadelphia as, as we look at this. Um, There's so many stories locally, nationally. I do want to talk about um, all the animals that are coming here from shelters that were flooded out down south and in Florida. And I know they're coming to shelters here. And I know that Anthony is, well, Anthony as well as Jimmy Kelly. I know you're both animal lovers. But, Anthony, you have, do you have two dogs or one dog?
6: Yeah, we have two now. My dad uh, adopted another German Shepherd while I was away.
2: Aw, and so, and what, and what, I, and I know we tweeted, you tweeted out your dog's, your puppy's name, and that was, what was that? Your, Sophie. Sophie. Yeah. So you, you believe in animal adoption.
6: Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, I get it if people want to buy a different breed if you can't find it, but I mean, I always try to, you know, go to a rescue.
2: Yeah. I, I believe in that too. I go, we, we try to support in may, many different ways the SPCA or Pets Alive. There are so many. Um, on the main line as well across the entire region, whether no matter where you're listening, but do we have a story on, on the pets arriving in um, is it Delaware? Do we have that SPCA? Maybe we don't have it, Anthony.
6: Uh, There wasn't really audio on it. It was was mainly just an article. But yeah, Brandywine Valley, uh, they had a rescue airlift, which had shelter animals from Florida. And 68 animals arrived in Newcastle, Delaware with a rings of rescue flight. And they should be all adopted as early as Tuesday. So that's awesome news. So
2: that's beautiful. But I know they're expecting more flights in. And it it is a beautiful thing when we hear people... um, coming forward and wanting to adopt animals. my buddy boy he's now at least 13 that we know of when they're a rescue sometimes you don't know really their age he's in great shape but we just love our buddy and I, I swear they just they know that you saved their life and so I just think I just want to put that in your mind as um, maybe the holidays near and you're thinking about getting a puppy or a kitten. Um, and by the way they're already trained so that's nice too you don't have to go through all the potty puppy training for sure. All right, where are we going to go here? Um, Where do you want to go, Anthony? There's so much happening uh, nationally, locally. Where do you want to go? What other sounds do we have that you want to go to on your cut sheet?
6: Um, I mean, on a little bit of a lighter side, we have Bryce Harper. Talking how the Phillies are finally out of the playoff drought, which I guess, uh, you know, that's the exciting news in Philadelphia uh, besides the gun violence. Um, so, I, I, Philly fans, I'm sure, are excited after 11 years, which I can't even believe that. 11 years? That's crazy.
2: Well, let's listen in to Bryce Harper celebrate.
7: Been through this before, but there's a lot of responsibility on these shoulders. What is this like to, to see this come to fruition?
6: I'm so excited to be back here uh, with an organization that I absolutely love. Uh, John Middleton uh, bringing me in, being able to you know help this team be successful uh, with all the players that we have and all the guys that we have, um, making the right moves at the right time and, and doing the things we needed to do to get to where we are right now. Um, and this is you know this is the plan, right? This is the goal to do this, but this is step one as well. And We all know that, but we're going to enjoy this. We're going to have fun. Um, and I'm just so happy to do it as a Philadelphia Philly. I'm so excited to be here. I got chills thinking about it. This is for the city. This is for the fans, and I hope we get back and get there and, and play in front of them. You know?
2: That's awesome. It is great news for our beautiful city. Um, I always love to watch the, uh, the, the wives, the girlfriends, the moms in that section, you know, of the, of the Philadelphia Phillies, the players. I mean, they all went wild. You saw them there after the team clinched. Our first postseason birth in ten seasons, so the drought is over, as the headlines say, with Monday's three zip victory over the Astros and Bryce Harper's wife, Kayla. Uh, she was celebrating at home with the couple's two kids, Drew in Brooklyn during a watch party with some fellow Phil's wives. That went. Um, that went viral. Philly's wives, fiance's girlfriends, moms, and that sort of thing. But Kayla took to her Instagram story to share a video of the group's celebratory reaction to the, the final out in the game, it, it was, it's just awesome to see it and to see their their families supporting them. So it's a, a beautiful thing. But we're clinching a playoff berth at Minute Maid Park, the same ballpark in Houston where we secured our last postseason trip on actually my David's birthday back in the So it's September 14th. It was 2011, and the Phils will play the Mets or the Cardinals, and that's what the opening round starts Friday. So we have to figure out who we're going to play. I hope we play the Cardinals, not the Mets, because I just feel like the Mets are bad luck for us right now. So my hope is the Cardinals. The Mets have been tough. And then I always think of Chris Christie and that stupid bet that Rich (laughs) Scioli made with him. Remember that?
6: Yes, I do remember
2: Ah, It was just so annoying. And then we had to play that stupid song. Don't make bets like that on the air. So you know we're going to win. I mean, it's just painful enough. Well, eight five five eight three nine twelve ten is the number to call. Find me on Twitter at dawn stensland, and the Dawn Show continues right after this.
1: Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey
3: app.
2: Five weeks today is the November midterm election. We're five weeks away today. And you'll hear Dr. Oz, Dr. Mehmet Oz in just a moment. But we have Democrat U.S. Senate candidate John Fetterman branding his Republican opponent, Dr. Mehmet Oz, as a sicko following these claims that Oz supervised experiments that caused the death, the deaths they claim of more than 300 dogs. That's the claim. We don't have confirmation of any of this. So Fetterman who's running obviously for Pennsylvania's open seat is currently the state's Lieutenant governor took to Twitter yesterday, accusing Oz of being a puppy killer.
6: (laughs) uh, That's
2: because, you know, you know, and here's the thing. Does anybody really believe that? But in any event, um, you know, Fetterman tweeting out that he loves his dogs and Dr. Oz is sick. <sighs> and so he will I guess he'll do anything to not talk about the issues. But let's listen in on Dr. Oz. He was talking about, Anthony, what's Oz talking about in this particular clip that you cut?
6: Uh, He was just expanding. Obviously, Oz has talked about how he's soft on crime, but lately it seems like he's trying to bring up a lot of the Green New Deal agenda. So he's been speaking out against that uh, recently. So here he was on Fox uh, Monday.
1: But we're seeing it with bad energy policies, where again, we have a a false narrative around the Green New Deal, which doesn't work. My opponent says fracking is a stain on Pennsylvania, and he would regulate it way down. He signed a, a, a document asking for a moratorium on natural gas and drilling in Pennsylvania. These are out-of-touch beliefs. That's why so many of the trade union folks are unsure about him, because they know he's going to cost them jobs. What I do know, a common-sense solutions, because that's what doctors use every single day to save lives.
2: Yes. Now, I just want to follow up to loop back around that in looking at all the different reviews of the studies, there are some groups that are saying um, they, in fact there was testimony involving this and that Oz did not personally, he was not personally involved in these experiments with any of these animals. But apparently uh, he was, his name was somewhere with the company that did this that had experiments. But even I'm looking at Newsweek, which is, as you know, not a far left or far right. Certainly they are acknowledging they are unable to verify whether any of these experiments were intentionally cruel as well they were associating columbia university with these uh that they were in charge of that so you know but again the campaigns get dirty and then there there are no you know fact checkers so to speak with that i know some of you want to call and sound off on the upcoming elections no matter what you do i hope everybody votes let's get to tom who wants to give a comment about the race for senate as being vacated by current senator toomey hey tom
5: Good, good morning, Don. I'd like to uh, mention the fact that uh, Fetterman had an ad about Braxton, Pennsylvania, being the big-shot mayor, and uh, that he'd solved a lot of uh, gun violence and crime. So I fact-checked Braxton, Pennsylvania, found it to be about a population of about a 1,000 people. Mm-hmm. So I was wondering how much crime is in a population of a 1,000 people.
2: Well, it actually, believe it or not, it, they had high crime. And if, you know, I had done a story in which their current mayor did not even endorse Fetterman, if you recall. So the, the current mayor, there were articles written and interviews done um, before, the, the, before the primary or during the primary election season. And their current mayor and many current residents had come out and talked about the fact that he was always traveling Um, that he was often going on trips and they they always felt like it was being used as a a stepping stone toward his political future and his future political career. But um, they they have had a lot of problems in little tiny Braddock. So, um, you know, yes, it's a tiny little place, but they they've spoken out and even their current mayor has continued to say, yeah, he didn't he didn't uh, do so much for us. And so that <laughs> criticism continues. And it's it's unfortunate when you hear somebody being used, you know, as a, a stepping stone. And I think we have to be careful of that. And, and here's a guy, you know, he wears the hoodies, got the tattoos. And I think the national media uh, just soaks that up and talks to him as if he's an everyday worker, an everyday guy. And, Tom, I thank you for the call. But the truth is, as Halloween approaches, you know, I think how many people will – you know, go as Fetterman. But the truth is Fetterman is in a costume, if you will. In other words, he's a a Harvard grad. He's somebody who came from big money, very wealthy family. And he's talked about that. Very blessed to have parents who supported him until he was 49 years old. 49. And, And so he's somebody in my book that you know, everything that he's doing, he's, you know, graduated Harvard, so I would say he's book smart. He's learned all of this in a book, and he hasn't really lived life. He doesn't know what it's like to live in fear, like like us in Philadelphia, as kids go to school or we go to work. And, you know, I see people all the time rolling through, and I know we were famous for our Philly roll, okay? But in this particular case, what I'm saying is that people don't want to stop fully at a stop sign and they don't want to get behind another car because then there were those carjackings where you get you you stop at a stoplight or car, then another car pulls behind you and you're sandwiched in, you're trapped, and that's when the carjackers jump out. And there's there are actually two cars involved. That's happening too in Philadelphia as we exceed the thousand carjackings. So it it's really it's a scary time and the fact that you have somebody who's so out of touch And the fact that he continues to be allowed and he's not he's not being pressed as he continues to be allowed to not face his opponent in 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 a real live moderated campaign debate. We deserve that. And we we certainly certainly we deserve the transparency. But there is no transparency for sure. And as you know, we look on the campaign trail and we've covered this for you over and over, Dr. Mehmet Oz. By the way, recently joined um, by Senate, U.S. Senate Senator Pat Toomey, I should say, who I've interviewed here on the show. Both Republicans on the campaign trail together, continuing to call out Fetterman for hiding his radical views, as they say. So the Oz campaign has said that this includes uh, Fetterman's radical record on releasing convicted murderers, failing to pay his own taxes, while wanting to raise your taxes, Pennsylvania. And pushing for that socialized health care. So, again, you know, they're saying it on the campaign trail, but we we can't, we haven't seen them yet. And I don't think we're going to, going to see them head to head live in a debate on a stage with a fair moderator who's just asking. And they and they have, you know, they can agree to what they're doing there. So there's there's some control. There's some level of control for sure. But on the subject of taxes, by the way, Senator Toomey had described how Fetterman supported huge tax increases in Harrisburg. And he has applauded the record-breaking tax increases coming out of Washington in the last two years. And Senator Toomey said what's different about Fetterman is that he refused (laughs) to pay his own taxes time after time. On the issue of medicine, Senator Toomey had said he does not talk about it these days. But John Fetterman has long embraced the Bernie Sanders socialist health care plans called Medicare for All, among other things. And this plan would abolish all private health insurance. That's what Fetterman wants. And that would be a huge blow to Pennsylvanians, says to me, especially seniors who've come to depend heavily on the private insurance that um, we're all comfortable with, you know, whether you're a senior or not. But they're calling Fetterman radical. And I, I can go for less of just saying, oh, this one's radical. Or just talk about the plan and how you differ. And that's what we need to hear more of um, because we need to know the facts. But you'll notice the Fetterman campaign. They want to talk about crudity, They want to talk about Columbia University doing some kind of animal testing that Columbia got in trouble for. And they want to attach Oz's name for it, even though the fact checkers say, no, Oz really wasn't. this He was not doing this. That's that's just. That's insane. Now, Fetterman releasing a statement on Oz saying it's been a full day. Dr. Oz has not responded to the news that Trump told his advisors he needs Oz in the Senate to help him steal the 2024 election. Oh, gee. So this is what's happening. Fetterman wants to talk about Trump. He wants to talk about dogs. He wants to talk about crew today. He wants to talk about anything other than the issues, which are the economy. The rising prices, earlier I gave you, I talked about consumer prices and where we are, manufacturing, and the cutbacks, the jobs. This is something the Fetterman does not want to talk about. And he does not want to talk about the skyrocketing crime that's happening. And yes, it's happening across the country, but look at what's happening in especially our big cities in Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and the, the hike in crime. And then the Philly Trib. Which, as you know, is a is a paper that, right on the front, you know, they want to service especially the the African American community in Philadelphia and the Philadelphia Tribune, putting out that op ed piece, saying that well, you know African American voters in our region are not they're not rallying around this upcoming election, and they're kind of saying, "What have you done for me lately?" and feeling taken for granted, which reminds me of. The Reverend Al Sharpton was speaking out. Do we have the sound of Sharpton speaking out, Anthony?
6: Uh, are we'll you tra- talking about Biden
2: Speaking out about, yes. You know what? Let's hold that thought. Is Biden running in 2024? Maybe we have an answer, a little slip up. It's all just ahead right here on The Dawn Show. President Joe Biden told the Reverend Al Sharpton that, yes, he will seek a second term Well, that's the claim by the Reverend Al Sharpton. He told this to his National Action Network staff in Washington. And he says that this was a private conversation at the White House that that uh, that was between President Joe Biden and the Reverend Al. So uh, he says and the quote here is, I'm going to do it again. Well, What if he was going to go back to the buffet for more food? I don't I don't know. This is interesting to me. I mean, all the news, you know, NBC News, everybody's reporting this, but we don't have actual audio of the Reverend Al Sharpton saying it. So there's that. And we don't have other witnesses who can corroborate Sharpton's stories. But um, he Biden reportedly said that he was posing for a photograph with Sharpton, who's also an MSNBC host. And um, he said that the the words, I'm going, I'm going to do it again. So Biden allies have said he will seek reelection. He has shied away from declaring it unequivocally. We heard that riveting Scott Pelley. Remember that not so tough <laughs> interview that he did on 60 Minutes. But, um, you know, his remarks to Sharpton at the tail end of a meeting with the leaders of several of the country's most Prominent civil rights organizations represent a stronger assertion that he will be on the ballot again. So all these news organizations, they're trying to get an official comment from the White House. I'm sure they will be the press pool will be asking this of KJP uh, during the White House briefing in 2020. It's critical to say that African-American voters were the key to Biden's comeback in the those primaries for Democrats, helping him win the pivotal South Carolina contest after he had failed to take first place in the first three races. Remember this in Iowa, New Hampshire, Nevada. And then three days later, Biden's overwhelming support among black voters propelled him to that um, lead on Super Tuesday. So the Reverend Al may be giving him a little lift, you know, but uh, remember who was in it. It was President by now, Vice President Kamala Harris, Senator Cory Booker, a local Democrat from New Jersey, both of whom are African American. So, President, or excuse me, uh, President Joe Biden reportedly t- telling the Reverend Al Sharpton, oh, yeah, I'm going to run again. But we, we don't have the official confirmation. So, KJP will be doing the, the walk back on that one, no doubt. So, I know some of you want to sound off. Eight five five eight three nine twelve ten is the number to call. And who are we going to go to first? I don't have a call screen. We up. have
6: Victor in East Falls on line
3: one.
2: Okay, Victor. Hey, Victor. Good morning, Don. Morning. Hey,
3: how are you? Good. My initial comment is, is going to try and make it quick. It's um, going to be based on basically about the incident, the hit and run in Westfield. But I just want to say this. It is just uh, pretty much in, insane to me where I, I always like Fetterman Fetterman is making the issue about a dog instead of a human, instead of a human being where he's, yes. you know, wants to let the criminals out. And I, I just think is, we're the only country that I can think of that um, you get more time for hitting a dog or uh, abusing a dog than you would a human being. And we probably should still, we, I mean, I mean, we, we eat chicken, we eat beef, we eat pork and so forth, uh, uh, um, fish in the ocean, and we abuse them on every day an everyday basis. We should probably also take the same interest as we have in dogs that we should have in other animals that God gave us on this planet. Skipping past that, I just want to say this. The reason why people are running around, and I don't know I, know, I know you drive every day. I'm abused every day on the street, threatened and abused every day on the street. Um, here, a young lady kills three people on the, on the expressway, et cetera, and go on and on and on and on. I mm-hmm. think the district attorney office needs to step in. And a lot of these cases, people are just getting slapped, slapped on the wrists. Um, it needs to be more severe punishment and time about this here, here, this young lady, like you said, in West Philly, uh, he almost lost his whole family, two children, wife and everything. I mean, to me, that's a sentence. Once they get a hold of him, he should at least be looking about 20 years plus, at least 20 years plus, uh, young lady that, you know, mowed down the two officers and uh, she murdered three people drunk, knew that she was drunk. Like, I, I, I don't understand it. And I really despise it because I'm out in the street and I'm afraid every day. I was in the car yesterday picking my daughter up from college, a community college, and a guy tried to cut me off and um, very vulgar. And like, I, I mean, he I mean, I, I actually pretty much felt threat for my life. He pulled up to me, pulled his window down. I was like, oh, my God, mm-hmm. you know, and and yes. it's just out of control. We need to put together a task force on the road to, to, to all about the city because it is reckless out here. It is completely reckless. I hate driving, literally despise driving and, and, you know, it's just really out of control. So, you know, for us to k- kind of make debates about animals instead of humans, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't get it. Yeah. I truly do not get it. That's that.
2: Well, Victor, I'm glad you're, you're okay. And I, and I'm with you. You know, this, this is real. And every single day we hear about this, just people, you know, getting nasty, whether you're on the road, where you're walking into a shop, um, it's, it's just, it's got to stop. Victor, thank you so much for your call. And, you know, with that, I just want to update you. I know we ran the story from West Philadelphia, um, the NBC10 report. But, you know, the family holding a, a prayer circle, prayer vigil, outside of their West Philadelphia home uh, last night, And we told you, police identified the alleged hit-and-run driver, asking he turn himself in or somebody turn him in. 53-year-old Andre Shuford, and he's the man they suspect of that hit-and-run, horrible hit-and-run that happened. That you know, their five-year-old Divinity McFarland, five years old, and we're told yes, she has that severe brain injury, and so many prayers for her as well as the family, because other family members hospitalized. You know their their recovery is better, but still, it, it's just it's it's unbelievable, it's unthinkable that this could happen. And so, as officers search for that suspect, uh, Anthony had pulled this this compilation of Fetterman talking, who's who's remember putting down Dr. Oz about dogs, and albeit I'm a dog lover, but by all accounts, the fact checkers from various national media groups are saying. There's nothing that ties Oz to the the dogs being experimented upon, although I guess Columbia University was named in that and was fined. Oz was never named in it. But why does Fetterman, why is he talking about dogs, animals, when in fact we're talking about 410 human beings gunned down in Philadelphia? We're talking about predators and killers out there who need to be taken off our streets so that our streets can be safer. But listen in and let us not forget Fetterman and what he has always stood for consistently. Listen in.
7: We could release a third of our inmates and not make anyone less safe. You could reduce Pennsylvania's prison population by one third and not make anyone less safe. He said something remarkable that I agree with. He said we could reduce our prison population by a third and not make anyone less safe. If we could reduce our prison population, we could return these individuals Back to their families, back to their communities, and and everyone is safer or better off. We could release, you know, a third of our prison population and not make us any less safe. You could release a third of our inmates and not make anyone less safe. We could release a third of our inmates and not make anyone less safe. We could release one third of our inmate population and not make anyone less safe.
2: And so over and over, and obviously he said these things um, prior to May 13th, when we learned that he had suffered that stroke, um, because you can hear the difference in the cadence of of speech, so this was uh, his mantra. And so I would say, who is less safe, <laughs> John Fetterman? You know, that's just it. He's safe, sure, because all these government government officials, you know they have they have a detail, they have security, and all of that. But for the everyday person, it's it's the wild wild west in Philadelphia. And it's getting worse. So coming up, um, coming up, I'll have an update for you on canine Ember from South Jersey. I'll talk about what's happening with regard to the mysterious death of this canine, this trained dog that technically is an officer. Happened August 12th. I'll update that one as well as the other news of the day right here on The Dawn Show. I've done... A good amount of economic news today as I talked about manufacturing, jobs, but there's other news while supply chain shortages have impacted all areas of life, of course. We've talked a lot about the baby formula shortage that took place earlier this year, and it was a real cause for concern, obviously, for American families with the ramifications continuing today. So we're, we're looking at All of the people impacted, at least 20% impacted by this. And, you know, these are huge numbers as parents just struggle, especially if you have a child, a baby with allergies, or they've been in the NICU and and they need something very specific. Uh, This has been devastating, and it just adds to the stress of everything else. Now, we're told, and I had seen stories, news reports, that it was allegedly – going to get better in October. So I don't know that that's, <laughs> I can only say what they're reporting, that it will ease up this month as we are October 4th. But I know that some of you want to sound off about that. And I know some some of you have been calling in about that and other issues. Eight five five eight three nine twelve ten is the number to call. Anthony, who are we going to go to here?
6: We have George in Nottingham.
2: Hey, George, good morning.
5: Hi, Dawn. It's a pleasure listening to you on both shows. Thank you. Okay. Um, I would just, you mentioned going to the supermarket earlier. Yes. Just check out the baby formula uh, sections in any retailer. They're like 90% empty. Yeah. I mean, they, they've known about this problem for nine months, and they can't solve it. Um, yeah, it just shows you that they can't take care of the problem in front of them. They're too busy curing cancer and, you know, uh, fixing the climate all well, well, by 2035, and nobody's ever going to hold them accountable for those goals. But they can't get the problem right in front of their nose solved—that the everyday problem—and uh, they just keep—they're going after um, invisible white supremacists, and you know they invent um, you know causes, and they they don't follow through on the day to day.
2: Yes. Yeah, and it's a compassionate, you know, it's with great compassion, George, obviously, that that you're saying this, and I appreciate you. Thank you, George, for calling. And, you know, when I look at all the different headlines, uh, one-third of baby formula users, which isn't a weird headline to me, one-third of baby formula users. So either we're going to say parents buying baby formula or caregivers or babies, you know, but in any event, the headline is one-third of all baby formula users continue to face those supply chain issues. So the shipping, you know, the shortages and the supply chain issues, they continue to haunt people. And even this one was popular science. The FDA investigated the ongoing baby formula shortage. And that's what's interesting, too, because remember they said, oh, we had to shut it down because of bacteria. And then there are other investigators saying, "Eh, we, we think this was an overreach and they didn't need to do this in such a harsh way. And they certainly knew. Remember this? They waited months to act. So whether it's the feds, the Fed, Federal Reserve Board, I should say, or whether it's the FDA, slow to act and it just feels like incompetence, bureaucracy at its best, or should I say worst. Now, there's one story, Baby Gaga, and I'm, I'm trying to give you my my sourcing on this because on this one you may want to, I know that if you're interested in this, but parents supplementing or fully relying on formula to feed babies have been faced with a challenge of that the formula shortage. Remember, this started in January. So the supply chain crunches, as well as the closure of Abbott Laboratories, that plant in Michigan, we've talked about it, they're to blame for the initial shortage and then the availability availability of power powder infant formula has steadily increased in availability. So they're saying that it's supposed to get better starting this month. That from the Biden administration releasing this report, a detailed report addressing the baby formula shortage, stating that they've cut red tape in imports, and they're supporting, especially the WIC participants and working directly with retailers and manufacturers to increase supply. You know, the one thing I'll go back to here that just, it just makes me so angry is the fact that when I've, when I've talked to, to various, multiple people about what's happening on our southern border with some 20,000 illegal um, immigrants coming across the border and they're being put up, they're being clothed and fed. And I, I told you about this at some of my different sources who I can't, unfortunately, I wish I could interview them and let you hear the stories because it's, it's unbelievable. But one of the things that I think of immediately <laughs> is that at the southern border, they have, oh, they said it's like a fully stocked Walmart with everything you could want for free. Shoes, baby from infant to adult of every size for men and women, girls and boys, baby formula, diapers, the little wipes, all the supplies, everything. It's a supply house they have for all of the illegal immigrants coming across the border. <laughs> and so here we are as Americans, moms and dads and grandpa- I know grandparents who are always looking and then they'll say, Oh, I I grabbed some of this baby formula because, you know, my daughter or my son, you know, they, they can't find they can't find it in a store, so anytime I see it I grab it. And that causes problems too, because when there are these shortages, then you see it and you want to buy it up. And I know they were actually limiting some of this as well. Well, I know that we have certainly our prayers for people in Florida as we think about the weather and this rain. It's not going to end until maybe tapering off tomorrow evening. So a lot of prayers for folks if you're down the shore affected, whether it's the New Jersey coastline or Delaware's coastline. Uh, Oh, my goodness, the flooding, it's a mess. It's ugly weather. We just have to get through today and tomorrow. But there is Dom Giordano to look forward to. Hey, Dom.
1: Hey, uh, Dawn. Thanks very much. Uh, I think the biggest issue Republicans should be talking about are parental rights. The American Medical Association now calling down the FBI, et cetera, just like they did with parents at PTAs. And Dan has some sound of Larry Krasner. Why do we have so many carjackings? It's genius.
2: (laughs) Well, the Dom Giordano Show, another great one just ahead.